0: Good morning, friends. Hope you're doing well. We're starting a brand new conversation. And uh, the title, the working title, is Get It Together. Get It Together. I know. Come on. Some of you can relate, right? Because let's just be honest. uh, Some of us have left some things go. You've let yourself go in all kinds of ways. I know I have. There have been days that I don't want to brush my teeth since this pandemic. There have been days I'm like, you know what? I'm just too... Uh, worn out, uh, mentally exhausted. I just like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. And I've done this. I I have. I know you've let yourself go a little bit. You might have. I'll tell you what. For me, there are days, I'm just going to be honest here, there are days I don't want to put any pants on. I don't. I've been like working in my boxers, working from home, obviously, working in my boxers. You're right. Some of you guys are thinking it's TMI. Well, BTW Uh, It's my house and yeah, and I got really comfortable praying with some of you, uh, you know, having a lot of conversations. I'm just working in my boxers, that's it. But I got in trouble. I did, I, I worked, I was working and talking one day on the phone in a conversation, did not even think about it. I left the house, went to my porch, yes, in my boxers, then realized mid conversation, that I was in my boxers. And then at some point I had my laptop with me as well. I'm like, what am I doing? And I thought, you know what? I'm pretty comfortable. My porch is a little high up. So when people walk by my house, I mean, I'm a couple of steps up. It's all right. It's all good. I'll just hang out here and work. So I planned on doing it. I did it. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? Stuff that never happens before, right? There's this young lady who's running. I noticed her that she was running across the street. As she was running, I was like, you know what? I'm still good. I don't want to get up and leave because, you know, I don't want to get up, right? So uh, she's just going to run right past my house. It's all good. I noticed she's now running across the street. I'm like, why are you coming across to our, my side of the street? I'm like, don't panic, name. it's all good. She stops, friends. She stops. She has never stopped before. I don't even know this woman. She stops and she wants to have a conversation. I don't even for the life of me remember what it was about. All I remember going, don't stand up. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not I'm not standing up. I'm not standing up. And I'm like, you know what? At that point, I thought, now you, you need to get it together. You need to get it together. Have you let yourself go? Have you let certain things go? Now, there's so many things that we could talk about, but I wanna focus on just a few things, okay? Three weeks, we're gonna be talking about the three major things of spirituality, your health, and your finances. So the series could be called Get Your S-H-F Together. I know it's corny, but hey, you know what? It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Okay, but let's talk about it. Have you let yourself go spiritually this morning? I'm really passionate about this because I feel like this pandemic has caused so many people to reevaluate their faith and for some of us to rediscover it. For some of us, it's been hard because our whole family uh, unit and our routine has been messed up because when it came to our spirituality, going to church on Sunday morning was a big thing. I got a call the other day from a guy. said, hey man, when is church starting back up? I really need to get back in church. And they said, my family needs to get back in church. I gotta get this. I gotta, uh, we're letting ourselves go here. Sunday morning, man, we're not even tuning in, you know, and it's just rough. And I thought, and I I encouraged him, I was like, listen, it's not about us being at church, it's about you finding and discovering a new way to actually lean into this season and find a new fresh faith and fresh spirituality. So what does it look like for you? What does it look like for us to move away from that? Because I get it. I mean, we're not in corporate worship and if you love corporate worship, man, you love singing songs with friends and you don't have that, you, you, you're missing out on small groups, you're missing out on all the things that was surrounded your spirituality in the things you used to do. And so now it's all uh, interrupted, right? What are you doing, what, what do you do? And I think spiritually, for some of us, we're like, you know what, it's too hard. So we're like, and it's too complicated. And we're like, you know what, I don't even wanna do this anymore. I, I don't wanna reconnect really with God because there's so many things happening and I don't have any answers for some of the things that God's allowing me to experience or allowing the world to experience. And you're like, you know what? I don't even wanna to talk to him anymore. For some of us, I know that the things that have happened in our world right now, and even just in the U.S., with the civil unrest, there's some of the groundswell things that we've had to confront. I mean, there's some things that uh, we're like uh, re- rethinking our faith, and I, I understand that. For some others of us, we were like, you know what? It's, it's so hard, it's so complicated. I, I don't even think I can do this. And for others, you're like, you know what? I don't even know how to re-engage my spirituality. Well, the good thing is this morning, I want to talk about it. What does it look like for you, for you to uh, to get it together spiritually? Because I, 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 the reason why this is so important for, for us and for why I'm passionate about this is because, see, when we let ourselves go, in a sense, spiritually, what we end up doing is we end up uh, releasing and letting go um, of our identity, uh, of our authority and our responsibility spiritually. And, and, and that always messes us up. And that's why for some of us, we're stuck in this despair. We're stuck in this uh, anguish. We're we're stuck in anxiety because we've kind of let ourselves go spiritually. And I just want to help us kind of come back, get it together spiritually. What does it look like? First, uh, Second Timothy says this, for God will never give you spirit of fear, but of the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. See, this is so important for us to know that. Because if you have found yourself uh, going, uh, dealing with fear, dealing with anxiety, I just want you to know if if anyone has caused you to have a spirit of fear when it comes to uh, use uh, uh, having as your spirituality, it's not from God. And I know pastors have done that before. I know people do it and uh, leaders do it when they, they, they put on you a spirit of fear, a spirit of, a, a, a spirit of intimidation, it's never from God. And so I want you to know that when you, if you were gonna today reignite your faith, if you are gonna get it together spiritually, no fear. There's no, no, there's no fear in this, that God's given you some things. He's given you mighty power, love and self-control. But how do, how do we actually apply this to our lives? That's the big question. So if you've got got a Bible, uh, uh, we're going to go to uh, John chapter 15. And John chapter 15 is pretty powerful. Jesus is talking about spiritual growth. And I think we need to revisit this. For some of you, you probably have heard this before. Uh, Others of you, this is a brand new thing. I'm going to be reading off the Passion Translation. It it is a great translation, friends. Um, And uh, so let me just start off. And this is great. It starts off, Jesus is talking and he says this. Uh, Verse 1, he says, I'm the true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches. So he lifts and props up fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a harvest. See, so God props up And then prune, prunes. And it's two different things that he's doing here. Now, why is Jesus being a carpenter using this kind of metaphor, right? Writing this kind of uh, like illustration when it comes to like organic growth here. Why is he talking about vines and and gardens and, you know, farming? I recently did some yard work and um, it took me two days. Here's why. Because I ignored yard work. Okay, I, I ignore it. I neglect my yard and I actually planted some trees and now uh, they're growing and I had to like they kind of looked okay, you know, they looked great, they look fine, got plenty of rain and all that, and they just look cool, but I but I was realizing that they're like they're really growing out of whack. You know how like you see the bushes and some of those just pop straight straight up and you're like, I gotta cut those, trim those off. And I used to do it, I used to just trim them off, trim them off just to make everything even, and then I realized they're they're overgrown. They're overgrown. So when I tackled this yard work the other day, I didn't, I, I'd forgotten how much growth had taken place, wild growth had taken place. And it's so complicated. And I had to, I mean, it took me two days to actually trim and prune and lift up and fix and clean out some stuff. I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that had to cut away. You see, when you neglect something, You don't realize how much has been built up. You don't realize, like it's the junk drawer of your life. You don't realize how much you've been putting in there once you actually try to clean it out. You don't realize how much stuff you have till you what? Have to move. You go, how did you get all this stuff? Yeah, you don't realize all the things that have added and have been put on you just by you ignoring some things. You see, spiritually, it's the same things. There's certain things that are, and growing in your heart and your mind. And because of neglect, it's wild growth. And I love that Jesus talks about spiritual growth in this organic way. Because for so many of us, we think organic, like um, spiritual growth is like construction. It's like putting things together and putting things in place. And it's like one step, two step, three step. But it's really not about that. Spiritual growth is about transformation. It's about actually doing some things that are highly complicated, feeling at times that you're going at the opposite direction and and then realizing one day, wow, oh my gosh, we, you've spiritually grown. It's been amazing. It's the same thing when you look at your uh, yard or th- something you're trying to grow. You're like, well, when is it gonna grow? When's it gonna grow? And then all of a sudden you look one day, and it's like, oh, it's in full bloom. Because you know what? Spiritual growth is like that. It's complicated just like organic growth, just like uh, like yard work and trees. And I mean, I mean, I, as I was l- learning more about the stuff that, you know, like the bushes in my garden and all of that and trying to get better at yard work, I realized it's so complicated. Why? Because some trees, um, get, uh, you know, they need um, they, they don't get enough water. Some get too much water. I mean, you can actually get too much sunlight and not enough sunlight. You can get too much fertilizer not enough fertilizer you get you, you get worms you get you get weeds you get insects you get you get molds you get rabbits that keep eating up everything I mean literally in my neighborhood I had to like I had to like uh, avoid hitting three rabbits just to park my car I mean they're everywhere okay and they're eating all kinds of stuff see I, I think it should give you some kind of relief because for so many of you you think you know what name I'm so far away. I wonder if that's even true. I, I think you're, I, I think you're you're closer than you think. So let's continue reading this. First of all, remember it's organic. It's 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 complicated. Spiritual growth is complicated. So I'm I'm just glad that you are listening to this uh, and uh, watching this and taking the time to do this because this tells me that you're still wanting to figure out what does it look like to kind of get back. Uh, spiritually, get it all together spiritually. So, let's jump in practically. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the next couple of verses and give you four thoughts. Number one, here's how you get it back. Here's how you get it back. You 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 realize that spiritual growth means that you have to number one be in Him, in Him. Now you could say remain in Him, be in union with Him, but in Him. This idea of like this is how we get it back together. We realize that we are in Him. So John 15, and Jesus keeps on going. He, in verse five, he says, I'm the sprouting vine and you're the branches. As you live in in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. And when you live separate from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he's discarded. Such branches are gra- gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if, you, if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Verse eight, he says, when you live, when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. Verse nine, he says, I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. Let me read that again you must continue to let my love uh, nourish your hearts. See, if you keep my commandments, you live in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments, and I continue to live nourished and empowered by His love. What is Jesus talking about here? I mean, right now, He's saying, listen, I want you to understand that being in God is being in a relationship with God, being in union with God, and apart from be, being in him, you can't do things that are truly fruitful. It's like this. It's like it's like if your life and your potential, all that you could be is like a massive house with hundreds of rooms. Now, there are only some rooms that you can only enter in with God's power and with God's presence. You can enter into so many other rooms of your potential, of you know, the, the house of your potential. Of course, because there's so many people who lives, who do so many things without God. Of course, you can live up to, you know, 80% of whatever percent of your potential without God. But here's what he's saying. But there are some things that if you really want to be fruitful, if there are some things, if you really want to make a difference, if you want to really figure out what you were created um, for, you have to be in me. You have to be connected to me. And then he says, when when you do that, you are nourished by my love. Like it's this, it's not social distancing, it's intimate distance that allows us to be nourished by him. See, if you find yourself like dry and dehydrated, if you find yourself spiritually just exhausted, you see, you have to invite him in or choose to just be in him, be close to him. So the first thing you can do to get you back spiritually is know or ask yourself, hey, am I in Him? Are you? For some of you, you know. You know you're in Him. For others of you, you're, you've never kind of let yourself be with Him. What is it going to look like for you? Because it is your first step, Be in Him. Number two, it's being, being with people. So it's in Him and then with people. Why do I say that? Because Jesus says this. John fifteen he continues verse eleven he says my purpose my purpose for telling you these things is so that the that the joy that I experience will find your will fill your hearts with over, overflowing gladness he says so this is my command love each other deeply as much as I have loved you for the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And this great love is demonstrated when a person sacrifices his life for his friends. You show that you are my intimate friends when you obey all that I have commanded you. What is he saying here? He's talking about that the part of transformation, spiritual transformation, part of spiritual maturity is the, this this uh, unnegotiable truth where You have to be in God, but also with people, with people. And I I can totally understand because right now, you know that you need people. But there are parts of you that, and there are days where you're like, you know what, the last thing I want to do is deal with people. I understand that. But I've seen my kids even change because of quarantine. You've seen yourself change. Even let yourself go in a sense when it comes to, empathy or sympathy. You've allowed yourself to not, to, you've taught yourself to not care as much. Isn't it strange? Because you're not around people. See friends, your um, spiritual maturity is connected to your spiritual community. And so you have to have friends around you. Uh, I, I know that for some of you right now, your closest friends are on social media, which is, uh, it's not a bad thing. its It's not necessarily a great thing. Because what you need is you need close community. You need, you you cannot be isolated from your friends. And I know, I get it. You don't have church services and you don't have like, you know, brunch on Sundays that you used to do or maybe grab coffee with a friend. You don't have those things and I, I get it. But guess what? You can figure out a way to do that. So getting back, getting it back spiritually, getting it together, Getting your stuff back together spiritually means that you gotta get your friends back. That means calling, texting, um, throwing a party, doing something uh, that you're comfortable with, but getting people, getting back into hanging out and seeing people. If you're afraid, if you're scared of like, you might uh, get sick, I I understand that. There's something about like trying to figure out a way to safely just meet up with friends. See if you're waiting for like churches and organizations to lead you spiritually it's pretty it's it's that's a sign of immaturity a sign of maturity means that you do this because here Jesus is saying here's what I want you to understand your spiritually moves you to love each other not a program that tells you to do it, not a service that makes you hug people because it's time to hug people and say hello because we got 60 seconds to be friendly. No, 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 no. It's more than that. He's saying, I want you to move towards deeping, deep love for each other. Like you have to learn to do that. So what does that mean? That means you've ask yourself, hey, can I find an innovative way, a creative way to come back and meet up with people? Do you play an instrument? Do you know someone who plays an instrument? Maybe you can gather together and have um, a worship service. What do, you, what do you need to do? This is this is on you, friends, because you've got to get this together. Okay, let's move on. Number three. You, so number one was in Him. Number two was with people. Number three is for freedom. You do this for freedom. Why do I say that? Well, John, but with Jesus continues, he says, "I I I have never." called you servants, because a master uh, doesn't confide in his servants, and servants don't always understand what the master is doing, but I call you my uh, intimate friends, my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen you and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit, and your fruit will last because whatever you ask in my name uh, for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Now, why do I say he's talking about freedom? You see, friends, freedom might mean so many different things to so many different people. We're part of Jewish um, tradition is, uh, is this, this, world, this word called shalom. And shalom is a world that, that means so many things, but it also means harmony and wholeness. It's this, this peace uh, that, that that overflows you, where everything that is supposed to be um, working a certain way is in order, it's in alignment. And there's no kind of oppression and no kind of tension over it. You see, I don't know if you realize this, but when you let yourself go spiritually, you allow tension, you allow certain things in your life, you, you allow a weight and a burden over you to oppress you, and you don't even know it. That's why some of you are burdened so much. That's why there are some days you're like, you know, I don't want to get up in the morning. Or there are days you're like, you know what? I just want to. I just, uh, I just. You're you're so restless. You're like there's a weight on you. There's a weight on your heart. There's a weight on your soul. You can't understand it. You look at what's going on in the world. You look at all the torment. You look at all the the the, the things that are happening politically. You're like sick and tired of everything. You don't want to watch anything. You don't want to, and you, and you, and you want to be entertained. You, you just find yourself so burdened. What's going on? Well, you're being oppressed. You are being oppressed by fear. You're being oppressed by a burden. And here, Jesus is saying, let me just tell you, like, I want this relationship to be a relationship where it's not about oppression. It's not about, about, uh, it's about an intimate relationship. See, this is so important, friends, because one, when we allow burdens and when we allow, like, um, just these tensions to mount up inside of us, then our spirituality becomes, like, very much a, okay, 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 what do I really need to do to get it right? Like, what do I need to do to make sure that God is okay with me? It's like, like, relationship with God is a burden. So what we do is we end up going, okay, okay, you know, let's, let's, this, like, okay, I'll do this, you do this. Um, it becomes a contract and here Jesus is saying listen I'm giving you this this freedom I'm giving you this friendship I'm giving you this Shalom I'm giving you this 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 intimacy because this intimacy will set you free will give you peace uh, to allow you to live a life that's not about um, a contract when it comes to religious stuff you see you see uh, uh, he wants to give you a a relationship where it's not about like, you know, you doing stuff for God or he and him doing stuff for you. It's really about um, uh, us. I mean like, it's about you and God doing things together as friends. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what he's inviting us into. Not you doing stuff for him or uh, or him doing stuff for you. It's about us doing stuff together as friends. That's what God is saying here. And this kind of freedom is rarely found in religion. That's why this level of peace is never found in most religions either. God is inviting us to that for freedom. So if you find yourself like oppressed by this tension of this burden of like, yeah, but I'm, I'm so far away, I'm so sinful, I'm so terrible. Again, for freedom's sake, let's get this together. Let's get this together. Let me give you one more practical thing. It's by also, so let me recap really quick. So in him, with people, for freedom, and by, by creating routines and rituals, by creating routines and rituals. Oh, why do I say that? Because he, Jesus starts off, he says, I want you to remember, I want you to um, uh, be, be connected to me, have union with me. If you've read this passage in a different translation, it says abide in me. Like, well, why is he saying that? He said, I want you to choose to continue to do that. See, routines and rituals, when it comes to spirituality, religious stuff is really important. Now, what's sad, though, is that when we ask churches and organizations or groups of people to come up with your personal ri- routine or ritual, you see, that's a sign of immaturity, like I said. But a sign of maturity says, no, no I make my own. So what is your own? Sunday mornings right now in the fossil, household. Well, it's a little different right now. It is, you know, for some of you, you know, you turn on the service and you watch and you listen to me. Well, I've got my kids and they're like, you they know, they don't really want to watch dad again. Come on. Like, you know, what's going on here? You know, they probably, you know, heard me talk about the talk or write my talk in my boxers. You know what I'm saying? They do not want to see dad, you know, again or listen to him. We've made our own routine. We have We make breakfast together. We talk about spiritual things. We we talk about, like, we talked about worship this past Sunday. We're like just talking about what what does worship do to you? Do you like worship? What What does it mean? How does it connect to you? Why is it important? We're having these things. We're creating some rituals. We're creating uh, routines. So this is the routine, and this is what we're going to do, and then how we're going to do it. So, what is your routine? What is your ritual that you need to create? Let me just tell you this: It's so easy for you and for me to just um, allow someone else to to make a ritual for us. Uh, we just want a, a ritual, and just tell us what to do, and we'll do it. And I understand that, but see, there's a danger to that, especially when it comes to like pastors or or uh, spiritual leaders, because spiritual leaders end up becoming uh, communicators for God. Like they're the voice of God in your life, which. Um, because of what Jesus has done and what he has allowed um, us to experience, which 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 means this, that because of Jesus, uh, we have the Holy Spirit and that God speaks to us. Like, because there's no need for a mediator now. We are no longer, like pastors, no longer like the voice of God in your life. We're not called to be communicators. We're instead, instead maybe called to be translators. Maybe basically here like, This might be what God is saying to you, but what God is saying to you is very intimate, and it's for you, and you need to hear it from the inside out, not from the outside in. See, that's what changes you. It's your word of God that is for you. And so what are you hearing? And it's connected to you deciding that you're gonna create rituals and routines in your life. It's you deciding, I'm gonna do this for freedom. It's you deciding, I'm gonna do it with people, and it's you deciding. I'm gonna do this in Him. You see, that's how we get it together spiritually. Let's let's get it together. Let's clean out all the gutter. Let's uh, the 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 clutter. Let's let 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 let's go back to, or I don't even know if we need to go back to things. Let's find the new thing that God is doing, and let's move towards that. For some of you, I mean, I. I, I you're like, name, I I don't know. I've kind of wandered off since this pandemic. I was holding on strong. And, and, uh, and I'm going to tell you, you know, I mean, I love the, the, the quote by J.R.R. Tolkien. He talks about how not all who wander are lost. I I love it uh, because I believe that too. You might be wandering spiritually, but I'm not going to say you're lost. You might be wandering and trying to figure out your way. And I want to give you this picture. Don't, don't stumble your way back to God. Don't stumble your way back to God. Run to find a new way to God. Like let's not go back to where it was. what is God saying right now? What is God doing right now? What can you lean into right now? I mean, could you imagine running to find a new way and you to a new relationship with God? I mean, you think of the prodigal story, if you remember that story, the prodigal son, right? You know, what was God representing there in that story? He was the father who ran towards a new relationship with his son. See, I believe God wants us to do that. So if you find yourself ashamed, if you find yourself lost, if you find yourself going, man, man, let's let myself go. Good news. If you're listening to this, um, um, you can get it together. Let's get it together. Let's get back into what God wants. And it starts with us saying jesus um uh, i'm back here I'm, I'm with you again i'm in you again friends let's not let's not allow all the things that are going on in our life to rob us to rob us from um, our identity in him that we are loved by him that we are his kids that we are in him let us not allow all the burdens of." the world and society and what's going on in the media and in our culture right now to rob us of the authority we do have in him. And then let's not allow um, all these things to rob us from our responsibility that we have to love one another. So friends, what do you need to do to get it together spiritually? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for today. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that we would do whatever it takes. That we would, God, run, run to a new relationship with you, not stumble back to find uh, uh, an old relationship back to you, God. But God, that we would move forward. God, I pray that people who have lost this, um, just this passion to to fight for uh, their souls. God, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that You would give them courage, You give them passion to move forward, to start a new. God, I pray against all the things, God, that seems to. Crowd out our focus. I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would move us in a supernatural way. God, you are able to do immeasurably more, and we thank you for that immeasurably more, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, friends, I know God wants to have a new relationship with you. Let's run towards this. Let's allow the song to actually help us be the catalyst for that. Let's worship together.